Hello, Warriors, and welcome to Warrior Life Podcast number 371. This is Buck Green sitting in for Jeff Anderson this week. And this week, we started off by telling the story that I related to Jeff about my own home invasion defense. Uh, It isn't quite what it sounds like, and it's a little embarrassing for me. But also, it, it underscored some important decisions about home defense weapons, so I thought that would make a good topic for this week's uh, podcast. Are you ready? Then let's talk bad home defense weapons and some better options. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, we're back. This is Buck Green sitting in for Jeff Anderson this week. Uh, Earlier this week, we told my home defense story. uh, If you're on our email list or you read our blog, I'll include a link in this podcast description over to that post on the blog that talks about my home invasion defense story. uh, uh, This was right before the pandemic, and I had not yet moved in with my lady friend. And uh, I was at her house dog-sitting. I was home, home... House sitting, is that the term? (laughs) I can speak English. I was house sitting to take care of her dog and mind the house uh, while my girlfriend and her mom were at a wedding in New Jersey. Uh, We are in New York, and this was in, you know, one state over in the jewel of the Northeast, that is New York and New Jersey. So they uh, they were gone for a couple of days, and it was the day they were due to come back, but they weren't going to get back until evening time. And I had the day off from work, and I spent that day sharpening my Generation 1 Guardian machete, which had gotten dull with use over a great deal of time, because I've got every generation of the Guardian machetes. I love them. Uh, And this was my Gen 1, so I'm like, I'm going to sit down with my puck sharpener. I'm going to put a really good edge on that. And while I was doing that, uh, I was watching the Chernobyl miniseries on HBO, Uh, and just found that fascinating. I'm a child of the 80s myself, so I remember when Chernobyl happened when I was a kid. Um, So, you know, it was was a pleasant enough way to spend the day, and by the time I was done, I had a really nice razor edge on that machete, and I set it aside in the bedroom without thinking about it. This is going to become important later. I, like, put it on my dresser. So... Uh, my girlfriend and her mom get back, and they're both super tired from their trip, and we all went to bed early, and I was dead asleep, and you know that pocket where you've been asleep for maybe an hour, so you're about as asleep as asleep gets, and suddenly, from the other side of the house, my girlfriend's mom started shouting that someone was breaking in, and she heard uh, uh, glass breaking. Someone was trying to get into the house through the porch on that side of the house. Uh, the house is set up like a duplex. My girlfriend's mom has an apartment on one side of the house, and then there's a hallway that separates the two, and then there's the main side of the house. So we could hear her, or rather my girlfriend could hear her, and I think she probably slapped me awake uh, you know, to, to get me to wake up, because I sleep pretty soundly. And as I came awake, I was immediately aware that something was very wrong. Alarm had been raised. So I promptly fell out of bed, and I think I complained about hurting my shoulder for the rest of the weekend because I just clunk just right on the floor. But I leapt up, I grabbed the only weapon that I really had available because I didn't have any guns with me here at the time because uh, I didn't live here. Um, so I grabbed my machete and pu- pulled on a pair of pants and ran out into the night, determined to find this ne'er-do-well who was trying to break into the house, and I was going to machete him. 
<laughs> you know, you you do not you do not get to break into the house and threaten the nice old lady on the other side of the house. Um, you know, that's that's we're in we're in serious home defense territory as I saw it. I wasn't fully awake, but you know, I'm sure had I confronted an actual human being, I would have then had cause to check my options, you know, because obviously I I've been through our bulletproof defense legal course. I know the concept of, you know, legal parity of force and, and when you can and cannot use potentially lethal force, all that stuff. But at the time, it was there was no time to be dwelling on that. It was run out into the night with a machete. Uh, and there was no one. What we determined later was that uh, she fell asleep on the couch and my girlfriend's mom probably had one of those vivid dreams that you have, especially when you're really tired, where you dream that you're right where you normally are or where you were when you fell asleep. And she dreamed that someone was breaking in. And when she woke up out of that dream, started shouting for help. I don't blame her at all. That's a very reasonable response to a situation like that. I would rather have a false alarm than not respond to a potential home invasion. Uh, so I ran around the house and there was no one there. And then, and here's where it gets important. I realized that I had run out without a flashlight and I needed to go back into the house and get a flashlight so I could then come back out of the house, check the yard, check all the hiding spots, make sure there wasn't some guy lurking around out there trying not to get caught by the lunatic fat man with the machete running around without a shirt on. So, sorry, I apologize for putting that image in your head. Uh, the cops came and... Uh, they checked the property and, and, you know, they weren't mad or anything. It was very friendly local police. They, they verified that everything was okay. They went on their way and the whole household went back to sleep. And boy, Monday morning, I was a hero. My, my girlfriend told everybody at her job how I had leapt to their defense and run out into the night ready to face danger and left out the part where I didn't have a flashlight and certainly left out the part where I fell and hurt myself uh, falling out of the bed, which I appreciated. That's loyalty when you have someone who will leave that part out. But this incident kind of underscores when you don't have a gun, which is obviously the best home defense weapon you can have, what are your options? What are some of the choices that people make versus some of the better choices they could make? Um, I haven't put on this list someone like grabbing a kitchen knife from the kitchen, which is the first thing you see in every movie and television show, but more importantly is the first thing you see in every domestic incident. Someone's always grabbing a kitchen knife from the kitchen. Um, I've left that out because I don't think anyone really plans to defend their home with a knife. I think if you're making home defense plans, most people go bigger than that. If your home defense option is, hey, I have a knife, okay, um, good luck. <laughs> I think, you know, since since it's not something you're carrying around with you, since it's something you can stage home, I think you're much better off choosing something larger. But I haven't, I haven't listed that here because I don't really think most people go straight to knife when they think of home defense. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, leave a, a comment wherever you happen to be listening to this. If you're listening to it on the Warrior Life blog, you can leave a comment there on the post. Um, let me know what you think uh, as far as, you know, are you a guy who relies on knives for home defense? Uh, I guess it makes a certain amount of sense if you carry one all the time. Uh, give me your opinion on that. I'd love to know. But I'm going to start number one on my list of uh, five things going to start with the thing that seems to be the default for people who aren't really into weapons but who want to think that they're armed and that's the good old-fashioned baseball bat uh, i don't know if it's mom baseball and apple pie but people who don't really think about weapons people who don't own guns people who aren't anywhere near owning guns they always seem to go straight to baseball bats i guess because there's something very intuitive about clubs it's a very basic weapon so uh, they'll say, oh, I have a baseball bat and I keep the baseball bat for self-defense and so I'm good. Well, 
okay, a baseball bat is all right. It's better than nothing. It hits hard. It's very intuitive. No one has to do a lot of extensive training to whack someone with a baseball bat. The problem with baseball bats is, especially indoors, they're a little too long to be very wieldy. They're, they're hard to use in close quarters. Um, it's relatively easy to neutralize someone with a baseball bat. If you think about it, to swing at someone with a bat, you've got to wind up. Well, when you're winding up, if someone is smart enough to, you know, hit your your uh, offside elbow and, and sort of block you before you can complete that swing, then your bat is more or less useless unless you resort to sort of holding it in both hands and kind of, you know, pushing it forward like they do with riot batons in certain situations or almost hitting with the end of it like a giant pool cue. It's just not a very wieldy weapon. So I wouldn't recommend the baseball bat. If you're going to use a club... A billy club or a baton, something like that, is probably a better choice because it's a little shorter, a little faster to use, and can be used in close quarters and indoors a little more easily. The problem where all of those are, is concerned is there are a lot of states with laws about billy clubs and batons and so on. In the state I live in, a billy club would not be an option because it would be considered illegal. So check your local laws when it comes to stuff like that because sometimes you'll be surprised at the things your state lawmakers, in their incredible ignorance, have taken the time to make illegal. All right, uh, number two, and this is an item, you may never have even seen one of these, but I've been seeing them crop up in catalogs and on sites like Wish and AliExpress, you know, the, the sort of the Chinese retailers and, and other places. Uh, and I've even seen it for sale on Instagram uh, by people who must be importing them and then selling them under, a, you know, a different manufacturer's name. It's a little dart gun. It looks like a little metal box and let's say it has four or five slots for metal darts that are like tiny, tiny crossbow bolts. Um, and it's got four or five buttons. It's got a button for each slot. So you pull all those buttons back, loading the springs with the darts in there. And then there's a cap for you to carry this thing around sort of safely. The cap blocks the switches, so it's sort of like a safety. And then you would take the cap off, and each time you push one of those buttons, one of these spring-loaded darts comes flying out of the end of the little metal box, almost like you're aiming a, a Star Trek hand phaser at the enemy and shooting bolts of metal at him. Uh, they just remind me of the, the Type 1 Star Trek phaser, which is the little box that you hold in your hand. Boy, am I a nerd. So these are, I have one. They're, they're fun enough, I guess, but it's not what I would consider a serious weapon. You know, you, it, they're not accurate at all. They're really hard to aim because there's no sights at all. Um, and yeah, you can puncture a soda can with it, and I sure wouldn't want to get shot in the face with one, but it's just not a very serious weapon, and it would be hard to use under stress. A much better option would probably be one of those little crossbow pistols. These are not really serious weapons either, but what they do have going for them is many of them are extremely powerful. You can get like an 80-pound draw on some of those pistol crossbows, and the one shot you get, because you're certainly not going to be reloading, the one shot you get really hits hard. Those things will shoot right through plywood. Um, I've, I've played with those before, and they're actually kind of impressive when they work. Um, so it's a slightly better option than the dart gun. A full-size crossbow is probably a bad choice because they're heavy and they're slow to reload, regardless of what you may have seen when Walking Dead was popular. Does anyone still watch that show? Is, is Daryl the crossbow guy still on it? But uh, my disdain for The Walking Dead slide into irrelevance aside, um, you know, I, I think if you're going to go with a projectile weapon that is not a gun, uh, the best compromise, and I hate to be the one to say this, is 
probably a crossbow pistol, even though it's not a very good weapon. Um, because there aren't that many projectile weapons you can go with that are a good option. I suppose maybe one of those pepper ball guns that you see every once in a while for sale or something like that. Um, I haven't put pepper spray on this list because it's kind of in a different category off by itself. But it, it goes without saying that trying to pepper spray someone inside is already a problem because you're contaminating your entire living area with the pepper uh, gel or gas or spray or whatever you're using. So I've left that off the list because it's not even worth considering in this context. But um, maybe a pepper ball gun, possibly, but that didn't make the cut. So <laughs> dart gun's a bad idea. There are better options, but... In terms of a, a substitute projectile weapon, there really aren't that many good choices until you get up to an actual firearm, which of course is not on the list because we're talking about options and choices that people make aside from firearms. Which brings me to number three, medieval weapons. And I, I'm kind of glomming together in one category any kind of an axe or a club with spikes coming out of it. I, I've actually seen those for sale um, there are a lot of people who seem to think that they're they're fighting the battle for Helm's Deep, and so when the home invaders come, they're basically going to be orcs and goblins. And I certainly wouldn't want to face a dude defending his home with a battle axe, and I've seen news articles about that very thing. Even guys who used fantasy weapons, you know, stuff off the wall that was never meant to be a serious weapon, but it's still metal and it's still sharp. So it can work, but... Uh, and as the old saying goes, if it's stupid and it works, it's not stupid. But I would not rely on medieval weapons, mostly because uh, they kind of paint you like a lunatic. You know, you become the guy who defended his house with his commemorative Lord of the Rings sword. And, and it kind of distracts from the overall legitimacy of, of the fact that you were just defending your home. Um, if you can substitute an improvised weapon from somewhere in the home, that's probably a better option uh, legally, uh, and depending on the weapon, maybe even in terms of how effective it is, like, there's a reason that the go-to weapon in every lifetime murder mystery movie is a fireplace poker. Those things are heavy, and they hurt really bad. Like, a fireplace poker is no joke when it comes to to weapons. I, I don't think I've ever seen one used to poke a fire, at least not on television, but you'd probably be better off with something like that than with a battle axe. Uh, uh, it would be pretty much as effective for, for fighting somebody off and you wouldn't be running the risk of having, you know, large chunks of home invader lying around your living room when you're done. So, you know, that might be better. <laughs> your call. That brings me to uh, what I put in an entire separate category. Number four, the sword. I'm a, I'm a big fan of swords. Some people are sword guys and I'm a sword guy. I think it's a really effective weapon. Uh, the problem is it's the same problem you have with your spiked clubs and your maces and your morning stars and, you know, nunchucks and any other weird or exotic weapon. And I'm aware nunchucks are not like a medieval weapon. Although, I don't know, feudal Japan? Maybe they are. Anyway, when you're using your sword for self-defense, again, you're running the risk of being the sword guy. Um, and the, the incident that comes to mind is that guy who played the Red Power Ranger in one of the many iterations of the Power Rangers TV shows. Uh, he got arrested for, uh, I think he killed him. I think he killed his roommate. Um, I can't remember if that guy died or not, but I believe he did. Uh, and the way the story went was he got into an argument with his roommate. He retreated to his bedroom, locked his door. The roommate kicked the door down, at which point Red Power Ranger guy stabbed him with a martial arts sword because this is a guy who does martial arts he's got you know it was probably a japanese katana type thing kicking around on a display stand um 
something about his story didn't add up. So at first it looked like, okay, this is legitimate armed self-defense and he's going to get off for that. And if you think of it in the context of his door getting battered down, it's kind of like home defense, even though he was already inside the home and the other party also lived there. But uh, as they started investigating that, something didn't line up and his story just didn't it didn't withstand scrutiny and he ended up getting arrested and i'd have to look up whatever happened to him but i think he might actually be in prison now for that crime um so that's not to say there's a lot of baggage attached to that i'm not saying if you use a sword for self-defense because a power ranger went to jail for murdering his roommate you're going to too i mean you know all things being equal it's going to come down to what you did and why but a better option a much better option than a sword for self-defense is, of course, the machete. We talk about machetes for self-defense all the time here at Warrior Life. It's why Jeff designed that awesome line of Guardian machetes and keeps improving on them. It's why I love them so much. It's a great weapon, uh, and I I adore the thing. I have I have many of them. I, I because, because I work for the company, I have access to many, many Guardian machetes, uh, and one of them I keep in the trunk of my car, and one of them I have here. Uh, it's actually in the picture in the article uh, if you look at the link in this podcast that goes over to the blog and the story of my home invasion, quote unquote, you know, turned out to be a false alarm, but still, I thought it was a home invasion at the time. You will see a picture of my personal guardian machete and some of my uh, uh, throwing knives that are also one of our products here at, uh, at uh, Warrior Life. I love that thing, and it's much more handy because it's just a little bit shorter than a sword would be, and it's a more modern tool, so... People are going to look at that and go, well, yeah, he had a machete. People have machetes. Machetes are a thing that people still use. That's very different than when you use a sword and everyone's like, "Uh, what's going on, Uh, Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod? Uh, Why'd you kill that guy with a sword? I don't know. I think think a machete is just a better choice overall. So uh, you should consider if you're going to go the large bladed weapon route, and I would encourage you to if you're not going to have a gun or you can't have a gun, definitely a machete is the way to go. And that brings me to number five, and I'm cheating a little bit, but I wanted to include this as a category, which is, just like in my home invasion story, I had no flashlight when I first went out. What I needed to have was a flashlight with the machete. Granted, I wasn't planning ahead for these things at the time. It just kind of fell together that the machete was there and available. Um, I wouldn't normally have had it around, except I'd been working on the edge that day. So I have since mounted a machete with a flashlight, near my bed. Now, I also have firearms, but just as a backup, I made sure that there's a flashlight with every one of those. And in order to put lights with all of my weapons, my guns and my my uh, blades and everything else, I bought a handful of uh, inexpensive Viper weapon lights. This is a, a focusable flashlight that I also carry as my daily carry EDC light. Uh, it comes with a mount that will fit on rails so you can mount it to a, a weapon that has rails. You can not mount it to things. I have a pouch on one of my machete sheaths that you'll see in that picture I was talking about that uh, I keep one in so that it's always with the machete. It's just a really good idea to have a light because when do most home invasions happen? They happen when it's dark. That was what happened to me. It was dark. Uh, and that's not to say that a broad daylight home invasion can't happen, but it's a lot less likely. So you should always make sure that you have a light available. Um, and that are my my five, um, I guess we call them weapons I'm saying aren't great and that you should improve upon. So number one was baseball bats. I, I, I don't think that's a good option, even though so many people choose it. Number two were those weird dart gun things. And to be honest, I'm not sure how many people are using those for home defense. I just see them everywhere. 
Uh, so you're much better off with some other kind of projectile weapon if you must go that route. Uh, number three was uh, medieval weapons like like uh, uh, axes and battle axes and maces. You, you're better off with something a little more conventional, let's call it. Uh, number four was swords. I really think rather than a sword, even though I own many of them, you should go with a machete. And number five, if you're considering not having a flashlight at hand, you really need to rethink that. You have to have a bright, focusable light ready to uh, defend yourself when you have uh, any kind of low light situation going on. You know, whether it's just overcast and cloudy, whether you're just waking up from a nap, whether it's the dead of night and you hear the proverbial, proverbial, you hear the proverbial bump in the night, you need to have that light. All right, uh, I have been Buck Green sitting in for Jeff Anderson. Thank you so much for letting me tell you my story. I, I really enjoy getting a chance to talk to you all, and I love sitting in on the podcast. Please leave your comments on our blog where we post this podcast over at warriorlife.com. Until next time, prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.